0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.32. Archibald, 25 seconds to go in the period, smoked by Dylan. pops back up, centers,
1: and a save made by Jones, and Shane couldn't get on the rebound. Now it's Kara. Territorial domination, Edmonton. Final 20 seconds, Kara shoots, scores! Two char, Kara's got his third goal in two games, and Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead.
2: That turns out to be the game winner tonight. Jujar Caro, late in the first period gave the Oilers a 3-1 lead. They go on to knock off the San Jose Sharks 5-2. The Oilers are 14-6-3 on the season. Connor McDavid with three points tonight. His point streak is at eight games. Leon Dreisaitl with an assist. He has a point in 13 straight. Miko Koskinen is your winning goaltender. Solid 33 saves in the Oilers' net. He is eight, one, and two on the season. Another headline, the Oilers' penalty kill goes two for two tonight. They have killed off 22 consecutive man disadvantages, and the San Jose PK came into this game number one in the NHL. Will the Oilers go one for two on their power play, and of course, the Oilers have the number one power play in the National Hockey League. Thanks for staying up with us. It is 11.32, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, we talked before the game, both today and a week ago when the Oilers were in San Jose, about the first 10 minutes, about how the Sharks come out. Last week, start of the game, the Oilers are down 3 nothing, 12 minutes in. Well, today, they didn't just survive the first 10 minutes, they won the first 10 minutes. They were up 2 nothing, 8 minutes in.
3: Yeah, and the Oilers, we talked about right at the beginning, they sent out, uh, they didn't send out their top line to start the game, they sent out uh, the Grandin line to to try to create something uh, physically, try to create a little bit of um, forecheck, try to f- get the, the, the San Jose Sharks backpedaling, and they did that. The Oilers rolled their lines a little bit at the beginning of this, the game, trying to combat what we saw last week, which was the, the San Jose Sharks just having offensive zone time, shift after shift after shift, and, and the Oilers were better prepared for that tonight. They got pucks in deep. They got pucks out. They didn't force anything. And they won battles, and they won races, and the San Jose Sharks were the ones backpedaling for the first 10 minutes of this hockey game, and when the Oilers got a scoring chance, they capitalized on it, and that was huge in this game, because in the first period, San Jose probably had more scoring chances. Their goaltender was not as good as Koskinen, and Annette Koskinen made the big saves, but the first 10 minutes was huge in this game, and the Edmonton Oilers were the better team in that 10 minutes, which set up the rest of the hockey game.
2: That's our adjustment of the game, courtesy of the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. The Oilers on the road now this season are 7-4-1. San Jose's six-game winning streak comes to an end. Their record 10-11. And one, they're probably going to be uh, disappointed with, with their game tonight. There were were some of their their bigger names that didn't get much generated.
3: Yeah, no, it, it was a game that the Oilers, once they got the lead, they, they got stronger. Uh, usually there's one team gets a lead, the other team starts pushing back. We saw that the other day against the Dallas Stars. The Oilers tried to hang on. They tried to hope that the clock would run out before Dallas could come back in the hockey game. Tonight they didn't. Tonight they kept pushing forwards. They kept trying to uh increase the lead which they eventually did it, it comes down to the simple thing that the Oilers have been better at all season long to, than any team they've played against their specialty teams and their goaltending we're both better than the san jose sharks tonight overall and that was why they from won
2: 5 2 the final in favor of the Oilers. The Japanese Village Goal Light is on on 630chet.com slash Oilers. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer Japanese Village, A steak, and succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Let's go back to San Jose. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett.
4: Overall effort from home from for a real good team effort to start this road trip, and that's exactly what we got. You know, everybody everybody contributed um, lost the defenseman early five guys did a did a great job back there Costin was real solid in goal and all four of our lines were they were working and doing the job. A couple of multi-point scores from the back end. What does it do for this club when you have a couple of guys on the back end chipping in offensively? Yeah, well, it's huge. I mean, you, we're looking for scoring all through our lineup, and when you get a game like this, I just mentioned that, and the coaches are just looking at the score sheet. And we got a lot of guys that hit the score sheet tonight, including defensemen. So, as a good, like I say, was a good strong team win.
5: Speaking of that, Marcus Granlund gets his first of the season.
4: Yeah. How how'd you think of it? What did you think of his game? No, he was good. I mean, he opportunistic. He, man, it was nice to see him get on the board. That's a relief for anybody to get that first one of the year. So, the guys were happy for him in the dressing room. After it's, uh, it's good to see him get on the board. How important is it for you guys to score first? Uh, I think it's less important in the league now as it used than it used to be. But when you score first, you feel like you can get momentum. You know. You, if if you got to chase a game, it's obviously a little tougher. But we've uh, given up some early leads, and we found a way to get back into it. So it's it's not as bad as it used to be. Zach, exactly, because the first pre was all around the net, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, you know, I, we were looking for a real response game. I, I, this morning, I could, our team was. Like they were good this morning. They were they were dialed in, and Zach's a big part of that. Like he's he's vocal. He's you know he's he goes out there and he does a lot of work, and uh, and a lot of times it's it's hard. Like it's. There's work, and then there's gritty hard work, and he's gritty hard, you know. So let's say he played a heck of a game tonight. So he's the meat and potatoes with those other two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like—I like—I think they all—I like to see them all be meat and potatoes, right? <laughs> the some just—some just have a little more talent than others, right? But they can all be meat and potatoes. Dave, just maybe an additional comment on Miko Kostin because he had to be really good in certain stretches. This yeah, game. he was. There was a lot of shots from outside early, but then when he had to make a big save, he made a big save. And that's uh, especially coming into here. They throw a lot of pucks in the first period at the net, and and we kind of weathered that storm. He made some good saves. The, you know, the first one that went in is kind of an unfortunate break goes off a guy, but but he was real solid in there tonight, really solid. And and that's what we needed. We we knew we were going to come in here and have to play a real good road game, and to do that, your goaltender has to play well and he did. Zach isn't taking he has a history of taking penalties too that
1: are
4: away from the play like an aggressive guy, but I don't see too much of that in him this year. He's playing a smart game. Zach's a good player. Zach's a good player. He's matured as a player, you know he's he's learning how to play. I mean he's a good fit on that line, but he's you watch what he does. He's a smart player. He's got he's got skills, he's got size, but he plays situations that he really helps that line in a lot of lot of situations. So he's um, you know, he's a real valuable player on our team. He's like a Tom Wilson from the Western version of yeah, I I d I don't know Tom Wilson that well, but he's a big body, plays a hard game, you know, and, and we need that out of him. But he has the skill to uh, has the skill to have an impact on the game. When you have a five-game road trip, what does a win like this do to, to maybe set yourself up? For well, it's just a good start. We talked about getting a good start on the trip. We talked about the importance of the trip and getting a good start on the trip. So the first, uh, first game behind us was a good win. Now we've got to move on to the next and figure out what we have to do to try to be at our best that night.
2: Oilers head coach Dave Tippett following a 5-2 win over the San Jose Sharks. That means a $125 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. They're given 25 goals. Or they're given 25 goals. They're given 25 dollars per goal all season long. The total now up over 1,800 dollars. And a uh, quick note here: the donation boxes are out in uh, malls, Costco, IKEA, places like that around the city. If you want to help out with 6:30 chat, Santa's anonymous, we uh, we always appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Robbie, it's it's hard to find a, a lot of fault in the Oilers game tonight. Um, San Jose. Probably the middle section of the first period was the most they threatened, mm-hmm. and that's when they got their goal. Oddly enough, they they scored on a really funny goal. If you missed it, Koskinen saved it. The puck's going to the corner. It hits LeBanc, maybe on the arm or the chest, and then hits Koskinen on the back and, and, and goes in. He had made a couple of good saves before that, but there was never a point where... It maybe except for that section where you felt like, oh, here comes San Jose, like they're on the verge of breaking through.
3: Well, every game there's gonna be times where one team has control of the game and and you just have to survive those times. You gotta get through them, uh, whatever it takes. And the Oilers, they hit a rough patch for about four or five minutes where San Jose had a couple of good chances. They scored a goal, but the Oilers righted the ship very quickly. And to me, the the biggest play of, of the game was the goal that Kara scored at the end of the first period. If San Jose comes in after 20 minutes, down just one after a poor start to the game, they feel good about themselves. Paquera scores late in the game, uh, or excuse me, late in the period, and all of a sudden San Jose's in the dressing room, that they're down two goals in a game against a team that they um, handled fairly easily a week ago. And all of a sudden second thoughts creep in. You never want to give up a goal late in a period, uh, and San Jose did have put themselves way further behind the eight ball, and that was a huge boost for the Edmonton Oilers when they got that goal, especially coming from a third or fourth line player. So it was, it was a good all-round effort by the Oilers, and to me, a guy that really stepped up tonight was Jujar Arcara who has struggled most of the season, has seemed to put together a few good games in a row now.
2: Well, we'll give Juju Carro the fourth star of the game, courtesy White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. Three goals in his last two games. Marcus Granlin finally breaks through. I mean, we're watching on TV. But you can almost feel the relief, and I, you know, I know they're all in it for for the team. But it, nothing feels as great as scoring a goal. You could just get a sense of the piano coming off the back.
3: Well, every player wants to get his first of the season. You want it quicker than later. It's even more important when you're going to a new team. Uh, you, you come in, you don't, you're you're an unknown. The guys don't know you as well they only look at your stats okay this guy this guy did before and then you've got a zero beside your name game after game after game you're in and out of the lineup uh you, you feel that uh, you're, you're letting the new group down and you don't want that feeling in your game so it's a huge goal for him and as we saw when, when Kara scored his first goal all of a sudden bang bang yeah the confidence comes back you become a little more assertive a little more aggressive hopefully that'll happen with grandland
2: matt benning took a stick to the head in the first period he only played 255 so basically 50 minutes of this game the Oilers played with five defensemen Oscar Kleffbaum played 3138. Nurse plays 2401. Adam Larson should be ready to return on Thursday against the Los Angeles Kings now we're not totally sure about Benning's status but uh, they may need him.
3: Yeah, it, it never, it's never good when a player leaves early in a game and doesn't make it back into the lineup. So you can't, you don't want to speculate. I can tell you from experience, a puck across, excuse me, a, a stick across the ear hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, it, it's, if it was just a, a, a cut or something along that line, the player is back. As you and I were talking, someone loses some teeth or has to get some stitches, they're back very quickly. So it's obviously something a little more serious than that. Uh, He took a huge whack, and it was Evander Kane trying to hit a puck that was in the air. He missed the puck. He hammered the side of Benning's head. It was weird that none of the referees saw it. Benning went off in huge discomfort. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, and we see him back soon. 5-2,
2: 5-2, the Oilers win over the Sharks. Uh, you know, Again, the penalty kill is story two for two. They've killed off 22 straight. Riley Shane, who's a big part of the penalty kill, goes 11 out of 19 in the faceoff circle. He's usually out there with Josh Archibald to start the penalty kill. It, and again, I, I mean, there are times that they're pressuring the play so well the Oilers don't look like they're shorthanded.
3: No, it's true. Um, they are a much more aggressive penalty-killing team than we've seen in a number of years. Uh, Part of it is the system they put into place, but it's also the players that they have are capable of playing that system. they got guys that are smart, that are quick, that read off each other very, very well. Uh, And we've seen time and time again good power plays. And San Jose's got some talent. Good power plays get absolutely nothing when they're on the man advantage because they can't get set up because the Oilers do such a good job of forcing the player to put the puck where you want him to put it. So if Sheehan's forcing saying Brett Burns, I want him to pass it to this guy because I know my guy's already going there to check him. And that's what they do time and time again. Penalty killing, excellent tonight.
2: Yeah, well, I'm glad you touched on that because a couple of people are writing into our text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What exactly are they doing on, on the PK? And I think you you touched on it there, pressure uh, reading plays, and then... Uh, goaltending. Uh, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. Koskinen didn't have to be as sharp on the PK tonight, but they've gotten some big saves while shorthanded as, as well. And you know what, Rob? I'm going to go back to something. <laughs> I, I brought this up a few times. Something pretty simple. When they have the puck, they get it down the ice. Mm-hmm. And, and last, and I wonder if how much of that was mental last year, because you know you're bad on the PK, and then you and then you get the puck and, and you shoot it right into a guys' chest. I, I, I don't know, but it, it happened. I think, look, I know sometimes opposing D-men are good. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep it in. But so many times last year, an Oilers defender would shoot the puck right into the guy's chest well, instead of clearing it down the ice.
3: Part of it, there's guys that were losing confidence on their PK last year because it wasn't good. But a lot sometimes it's the players that are playing in that position. There's more panic in the game. You don't see panic in an Archibald or a Sheaen when they have the puck on their stick shorthanded. You don't see it in Leon when he's out there. Uh, the, the Oilers have better penalty-killing players this year than they had last year. They, uh, they went out and found guys that could play that role. And they heard, I mean, Ken Hollery just. I mean, everyone's going to talk about the, the trade that he made. Obviously, James Neal with his 13th tonight, uh, Lucic was zero in Calgary. But he also picked up guys that were specifically brought in for one role, and that's to penalty kill. And the Edmonton Oilers penalty killing has been excellent this year. So give credit to Ken Olin for that.
2: Oilers win 5-2. You can text 780-496-0063. That is also the number to call. We're looking for somebody for our finish the play contestant tonight. So like like I've said before, if you're going to stay up this late, you might as well try to uh, to, to win something. Uh, this text coming in from Cowtown Bob. He says, do you agree that Connor's great play is raising the level of his teammates?
3: Well, any great player... That is playing well is certainly going to raise the level of the players playing around him. Uh, Zach Cassian certainly benefits playing with the two players he's playing with, but he adds to them. And you are finding when a player plays with Connor McDavid, he's never going to play better than he can. Zach Cassian's not doing things that he's incapable of doing. But be playing with Connor McDavid, it's bringing that much talent out of Cassian, Leon Dreisettle, He benefits playing with Connor McDavid and vice versa. But yes, absolutely, Connor McDavid brings the best out of everybody that he plays with.
2: All right, Oilers take it five two. They are, they are fourteen six and three. I'm still doing a bit of a double take when I see that record. This is, uh, this is not just a good start to the season. This is continuing now into into the middle portions of the season. So they're doing pretty well. Buda writes in, good
3: handle. Very good handle.
2: If Koskinen is 8-1-2, Smith is 6-5-1, at what point should you not ride the hot hand a bit? I understand Smith and the coach have a history and they are trying to manage the workload, but if it was me, I would start playing Koskinen two out of every three games until he hits a slump.
3: Uh, I, honestly, I can't argue with that. And, and you and I were talking off air before we even get, went on after the third period, I I probably would have went with Koskinen against L.A. and then split them on the weekend because Koskinen has separated himself a little bit with Mike Smith. Mike Smith's been good, but Koskinen has been excellent.
2: Oil Kings win tonight, 3-2 over the Prince George Cougars as we go to the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. If you're looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Busy night in the NHL. Here's what happened. The Wild beat the Sabres 4-1. The Maple Leafs lose again, 4 2 to Vegas. Calgary scores after a couple of shutouts, but they lose 3 2 to Avalanche. To the Avalanche, the Stars, man, they pound Vancouver 6 1. They are Uh, flying.
3: And Jamie Benn, who had a horrible start to the season, scores the overtime winner against the Oilers the other night. And he continues with two more goals tonight against the Canucks. They are a good hockey club. The Hurricanes are 13 7 1,
2: beating Chicago 4 2. The Jets edge the Predators. 2-1 St. Louis, 13-4-5 on the season as they beat the Lightning 3-1. The Senators knock off the Red Wings 4-3. The Blue Jackets win at home 5-2 against the Canadians. The New York Islanders, Rob, uh, they were down a couple late. They tie it. They win in overtime, 5-4 against the Penguins. The Islanders are 15-3-1. The the Oilers are one of the three teams to beat him in regulation time.
3: They are a very well coached. I mean, this is a team that everyone thought when they were going to lose John Tavares, it was the end of the island. And they get Barry Trotz to go in there, turns them completely around last year. They have a great year last year. And right now, they're even better than they were then.
2: Bruins over the Devils 5-1, and the Panthers... Pretty good season. They're having 11-5-5 now with a uh, 5-2 home ice win over the Philadelphia Flyers. That is your Edmonton Trailer scoreboard. The Oilers win 5-2, three points for McDavid, eight-game point streak. Uh, seidel gets an assist in the third. His point streak is at 13 games. We'll finish the play with Jordy when we get back. A couple callers we want to get to as well. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford.
0: Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 6:30, Chad.
1: Lebeau, Kane, shot. What a save, Koskinen! Right pad.
2: Koskinen, save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. By's Winter Rise. Koskinen, 33 stops. Martin Jones makes 24 saves. The Edmonton Oilers beat the San Jose Sharks 5-2. So they get the three-goal victory after losing one week ago tonight by three in San Jose. The Sharks took that one by a score of 6-3. The Oilers now up to uh, 4-1-1 in the Pacific Division. The Sharks are 3-5 in their own division. Their six-game winning streak comes to an end. All right. Got a a text here to uh, 30. And Rob, you, you played a lot, and I wonder if there's at some point in your career this happened or there was some player who could do this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't happen tonight, and I, I don't know if you and I have ever seen it in, in a game we've done together. Uh, this texture says, when, when a team goes down to 5-D mid-game, would coaches ever consider putting a third or fourth line forward on a D pairing?
3: Not when you go down to 5 I have seen uh, when you go down to when a team loses two defensemen, mm-hmm. I've seen guys go back. Uh, for example, you go down to four defensemen, two guys get hurt, a defenseman gets a penalty. So now you've got okay. three defensemen left. I've seen four, er, coaches go back. It's funny, I've seen coaches in games start talking to the assistant coach okay, who, who can skate backwards right. here? <laughs> Who's played? <laughs> uh, a lot of times when you are shorthanded defensively, you'll be more inclined to throw a forward out on a power play and go with four forwards the Oilers already do that sure. but not every team does to give your defenseman some rest but yeah it, it doesn't happen often just because uh, you can't most forwards cannot skate well enough backwards to play against most forwards in the National Hockey League.
2: Game five against Anaheim in 2017 Secker got injured turned mm-hmm. out to be that long-term injury and I believe Clefbaum left the game for a little bit mm-hmm. and I think another defense I think remember, Russell did too there was remember, three guys that had left Pouliot played a couple yeah. shifts on D yeah. and with him I wonder if it was just because of his reach for poke checks and blocking passes no
3: he would they you would see guys in practice that can skate backwards better you would know who can do it mm-hmm. um you would go you would start talking if it looks that way you would start talking to players who have played like myself I played defense most right. of my life So it would You would go down the lineup Okay you've played Defenseman Junior before Okay if we need you You'll go back there So uh, Certain players have played Defense as on the power play So they're more apt To be able to play But it usually is When you go down to Four defense And when it happens Five defense isn't that hard Alright
2: We got Jordy Jordy do you have a comment On the Oilers Or do you just want to Finish the play tonight
6: Oh man it was a good game I didn't get to watch The whole thing Because I was playing hockey But uh I went and watched highlights at my brother's place and he rewound it and I watched most of it.
2: Now, did you win your game?
6: Um, uh, we just played ball hockey. I think my team won uh, three out of five.
2: Oh, well, that's about 500. we got to hand it to you. All right. Not bad. I'm going to put you on hold so you can hear the clue. You have already earned up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, Jet Set Parking, self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo
1: code CHED. Clef blocked by Melker Carlson. Clef has it back, center's wide open, wrist shot, score! What a beautiful look by Oscar Kleppbaum! and it is buried for Marcus Granlin's first goal as an oiler.
2: All right, Jordy, Marcus Granlund set a career high in goals playing for Vancouver in the 16 17 season. How many goals did he have that season? 19 or 35? 19. Absolutely. I-, I could even hear you rolling your eyes at me at how easy that question was. <laughs> No, it was just a good gap. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hang on the line. Kellen's going to take down your info. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at $1,000. Safe adrenaline pumping fund, Edmonton.com. Speaking of defense, a guy who played a lot tonight, almost 32 minutes in the Oilers 5 2 win. Here's Oscar Kleffbaum. <laughs>
7: Last time we, we played these guys, uh, it was not our best game, obviously. So we, we felt like we had a lot to prove for ourselves and for our, for the fans. Uh, and I'm really happy and proud how the, the way we, we, we responded and, and the way we played in the first period. I think uh, we played a solid 60 minutes and, and obviously Mikko um, had a really good game for us as well. So that makes it a lot better.
1: And only five defensemen
7: for most of the last three yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was. It was not too bad, actually. Um, obviously, we miss Benning. He's a, he's a solid defenseman for us. Um, it feel, feels like we're in pretty good shape. I mean, the body feels good for, for speaking for myself feels like uh, i can play a lot of minutes obviously it's uh, important to menace as well when you play against like um, team uh, like san jose they get uh, a lot of momentum from from this rink this arena and the fans and when they get going it's uh you got to be ready um, and just the way we came out and played the first period and then set up the the full 60 minutes i'm really happy about
1: five game trip uh opens in a pretty tough building for you guys this is could be a bit of a springboard win a game in here
7: go out the road yeah for sure this is uh this is not an easy game to to come here and play um, especially they they lately they've been playing some good hockey against especially here so the way we came out and responded and gave ourselves a lot of confidence and um, obviously it's, it's it's a good start to a five-game road trip here but we right now uh, we're just going to enjoy this and and hopefully we can put this in the past already tomorrow and focus on the next game does it seem like you've almost played the most
1: minutes of any player in the league
0: there's
7: only two guys play more minutes a game oh really um i don't know burns is one of them oh yeah yeah he's a pretty good player so yeah no like i said uh, my body feels good and right now i I feel like i can handle so handle those minutes as well um if i get a if i if they put me out there for for 30 plus minutes, I got to do something good with it and, and manage my minutes to to be smart out there because we have a lot of guys that want to play more and, and be out there. So um, if they put me out there, I got to do something good with it.
2: That is Oscar Kleffbaum as the Oilers win in regulation time in San Jose for the first time since April 6, 2017. 5-2, the final three points for Connor McDavid. James Neal gets his 13th. More of your phone calls. You'll also hear from Jujar Cara when we get back. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: chair. Archibald, 25 seconds to go in the period. Smoked by Dylan, Pops back up, centers. And a save made by Jones and Shane couldn't get on the rebound. Now it's Kara. Territorial domination, Edmonton. Final 20 seconds. Kara shoots. Score! Duchar Karras got his third goal in two games. And Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead.
2: Well, that was a big one. It was at 19.45 of the first period. Edmonton up 3-1 after one. James Neal, a power play goal in the second period, where there's up 4-1 after two, and they go on to beat the San Jose Sharks 5-2. Good morning. It is five after midnight. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, good to have you listening tonight. 780-496-0063. We have Tony on line two. Go ahead, Tony.
8: Hey, how's it going, boys? Quite well. Um... So as you guys know, uh, Larson's back, probably uh, against the Kings. Uh, with the way that Bears has playing, I don't feel it's right for him to get kicked out just because Larson is back. Um, so what do we do about the whole situation because you know what, it's nice the fact that we have defensemen who are coming back and the fact that we actually have problems with people coming back. What do we do?
2: Well, Benning might not be able to play, so that's an easy decision, first of all.
8: Okay, let's say, ben, let's say Benning. You know, we get we get an, we get an answer about the fact that Benning is day to day with I don't know, left ear contusion or whatever. What do we do then? Because like,
3: what do you, do you know, mean? Well, I don't say what, what do you mean if he's day to day? He doesn't play. Larson goes in. It's easy.
8: Like what I mean is, okay, let's say it's tomorrow morning I wake up. To, uh, to the score, saying, "Oh, um, you know, Benning has a left ear contusion. He's out two to three games with with that. Yeah. And yet, we still have a healthy Larson coming back. And like Bears been playing good. Yeah, but it, uh, but
3: you're, if if Benning's out, Larson's in. So I don't know. Understand what you're asking?
8: I'm just I'm just wondering, like, who do we take out? Well, Benning, when Larson gets back. Well, but we when just Benning said. Get, when well, we. Back.
3: But you can never look too far into the future because and, and people were asking what, who were we were going to take out if Larson came back, and I kept saying we don't worry about it until you get here because defensemen have a, are prone to get injured. So, I, I, to me, Larson's if Benning's out, Larson's in. And then when Benning comes back, we'll see where the team is at at that point. I don't think you look too far ahead because so many things could happen. Injuries, one player plays well, one player struggles. You can't look into the future. Right now it's simple. If Benning's hurt, it's very simple to put Larson back in the lineup and the UOLs will be very comfortable doing that.
2: Yeah, if everybody's healthy, I mean, I don't know, Caleb Jones maybe, but you'd probably keep him around. Yep. Yeah. Just because he's the sort of the newest guy to this mm-hmm. rotation?
3: Well, yeah, he would be the lowest on the depth chart right now.
2: All right, Oilers win 5-2. Back to San Jose. Here's Juge Arquero.
7: Juj, Juj uh, third goal in, in the last two games. Is it simply just playing with more confidence right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, there's times during the season where you get better chances and they don't go in, and then there's times where uh, the puck finds the back of the net, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have that the last couple of games, but definitely got to build off of it. Maybe talk about the effort as a collective. You guys came in here last week. You guys were very honest about your guys' play. What does it say about this club to come out the way you guys did tonight? Yeah, we have we have a lot to prove this year, especially after the last couple of years. You know, we want to be a, a playoff team, a, a contender, and um, you know, beating these guys is is one of those steps. Uh, after after last week's game, we had a we had a mission coming in today, and. Um, top to bottom, I think everybody played well. And, uh, you know, we gave an honest effort out there and it paid off.
2: Jujar up to four goals on the season, three of them in the last two games. Uh, Zach Castian also scored tonight a goal that he celebrated and play continued. And then they reviewed it and judged that it had just leaked over the the goal line, a loose puck in the crease. He sort of dove for it, nudged it. A couple of San Jose defenders got their sticks in there, and uh, they actually never showed the goal post.
3: No, we never did get a really good was, view of it. It was
2: hard to tell definitively from the angles we saw, but the review was so short, they must have had something pretty conclusive.
3: Yeah, it, well, they could have asked Cassie, and he was the closest to it. His nose was about <laughs> seven inches away when he saw the puck go in. Uh, it was a great play by him. Uh, it was a one type pass over to him, and he one-touched it into the net, and it's it was a hard one-touch because he was on his forehand, and then he just went right after, went over top of the goaltender. Uh, the goalie or the, the player stick defenseman may have put the puck in just enough to get over the goal line, but you knew that the puck was in because he, he was the closest to it. He was, <laughs> funny, Was he's laying on top of the goalie with his one arm in the air looking at the ref celebrating. At that point, the referee knew, well, If it if I don't count it now, someone is going to overturn me anyway, so I'll just let it go out.
2: We have Kurt on the line. Go ahead, Kurt.
6: Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks. Uh, just curious about why is our defense so much better this year without Sakura, without Larson? We struggled so much last year.
2: Well, that's a good question. First mm-hmm. of all, I think Ethan Baer has stepped in and done a great job. So that would be point number one.
3: Uh, Darnell Nurse, a year older, a little more mature, uh, continues to improve as, as a defenseman. Uh, Oscar Kleffbaum and Chris Russell, both healthy. The the season took a huge nosedive last year when both of them got hurt. Uh, but yeah, I, I but I think a really a huge improvement has been the addition uh, of Ethan Bear to the lineup. I don't I don't know if there's anybody in hockey, anyone in the Oilers organization, that would have said at the beginning of the season that Ethan Bear would be playing 20 plus minutes a night on your first pairing, and looking as comfortable and as confident as he does. Uh, he, it's just an element that the Oilers didn't have last year. He's earned every minute that he's getting. But he, uh, to me, he's the biggest reason that the Oilers' defense has improved.
2: And even in what we've seen this year, the Oilers have looked the best when Russell and Benning have been the third pair, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe Russell having to play a little bit more because he's had to move up and, yeah, it's, and fill in.
3: They're, they're a very, That's a very good third pairing in the National Hockey
2: League. 5-2, Oilers win over the Sharks. We'll go to Robert. Hey, Robert
6: hey reed how you guys doing good so just a general comment and then one for you reed and one for rob i'm gonna stop talking about how points in october are the same as points in march because at this point there's no doubt that this is a different team and we're going to be right in the thick of it come playoff contention time so enough about that reed The other day, you were talking about new acronyms like STP. Well, I got one for you. Okay. PTP. Plan the Parade.
2: (laughs) Oh, my. Okay.
6: (laughs) So I was talking to Bettman the other day, and I said about PTP, and he he says, Well, Robert, I'll tell you what I tell everybody this time of year. You go ahead and plan your parade. It's early. Everyone's in contention. And I said, "Okay," and he said, "Wait a minute! Did I say I said that to everyone?" There's a couple of cities that are never going to do it in my lifetime, so I don't say it to them. And I said, "Oh, really, Gary? What two cities are that?" And he said, "Calgary and Toronto."
2: Oh, there's the punchline. I wondered where that was going. All right.
6: (laughs) So, so, Rob, we've placed. We we overcame. Something in San Jose tonight, which was great to see, but I want to get a comparison between them and, say, St. Louis. These are older, experienced, a bit heavier teams, and the Oilers have not yet figured out a way to get past St. Louis. What is, it, what is different about them versus San Jose, and what do the Oilers need to do to adjust?
3: Oh, good question, uh, St. Louis. Uh, you're talking about the elite of the elite in the National Hockey League, the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they are a physical team. They, oh, you, the others did beat them a game last yeah, year. Yeah, no, they do. Uh, they're, but I, they're not at St. Louis's level yet mm-hmm. a, as a team. Uh, St. Louis has got everything. I mean, they don't have uh, any glaring weaknesses. They got very good goaltending. Their defense is as good as any in the National Hockey League. They're big, they're strong, they're physical. They can move the puck. Uh, there's no easy access. You, you're, you're not going. Connor McDavid. A lot of times we plays against teams. Eventually, there's going to be a mismatch when he goes against someone's third pairing. Well, the St. Louis Blues. There's not any mismatches. Uh, they got Falk. Was playing in their third pairing the other night, and he was a he's a six million dollar a year defenseman. And then up front, the the St. Louis Blues are uh, they've got they've got Tarasenko's a, a star, but they don't have they're not superstars up front. They're just all good hockey players, and they got a guy who I think is the it guy for them, and that's Ryan O'Reilly. That he plays against the other team's best players. And he's strong, he's physical, he can score, he can play good defense. He does everything. And now you've got to match up against him. So, yeah, I, I think that the, any team that comes out of the Western Conference is going to have to go through St. Louis if they want to do it. I think they are the, the cream of the crop in the Western Conference right now.
2: It's quarter after midnight. The Oilers win 5-2 over the Sharks. Edmonton's record up to 14-6-3. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 6:30. Chad. Goal scores for the Oilers: Granlund,
2: Cassian, Kara, Neil, and McDavid. Koskinen, 33 saves. Oilers win 5-2 in San Jose. Jack Michaels putting out a tweet here. Clefbombs ice time tonight of 31:38 the most by an oiler in a 60-minute game since Chris Pronger played 31-51 wow. against Buffalo January sixteenth, two 2006.
3: That's pretty impressive because that Pronger guy was pretty good.
2: Well, he's either up late or already up early since it's 20 after 2 in the morning in Boston. We have Scott in Boston on the line. Hey,
5: Scott. What's up, guys? been a little while. I missed you. How are you? Well, we're
3: doing great. How are you?
5: all right i'm well as, as usual Reed, grant me the last 20 seconds rob i got a good one for you tonight buddy trivia
3: okay i'm excited
5: now i don't <laughs> i don't know how much time i have I, I i haven't talked to you guys since the don cherry incident and if you'd like me to opine on that i will but i can go oilers tonight first and if you like my don cherry opinion i would happily give it to you but let's go to the oilers mcdavid 12 points in the past three games. This kid's unbelievable. Now, I know it's very early. I have everyone out here getting into them. Cause they, everyone's a casual hockey fan out here. Well, Bruins fan. I'm hardcore. Like, I watch, listen, or look at the stats on Edmonton every night since I was three feet tall. This power play is white hot. It's to the point, what are they, 33% on the year? Like, this is ridiculous. It's to the point when there's a penalty on the other team, I put the goal on the board. I'm like, all right, they're up 3-0, now it's 4-0. McDavid, dry saddle, under the crossbar, bang, green light. Uh, Red light. What light goes on behind the goalie's neck? Red light. The the red light. Red light, right? All right. So, McDavid, I'm just hoping that they keep this up because the world needs to see this kid in the playoffs. Now, I know it's really early in the season. I'm not stupid. But it's okay for a man to dream. Can you imagine Boston, who's having a great start to the season? Boston, Edmonton, Stanley Cup final. If that happens, I'm flying to Edmonton for at least a game or two. All right, now, digging a little deeper. Nugent Hopkins. Hmm. Very talented kid. He had two shots tonight, but I feel like this some. These are just my instincts. Been playing and watching hockey since I was five years old. There needs to be a shakeup with his line mates. I, I don't like him with James Neal. James Neal's a good player. There's just something off. There's something. Nuge is better than two shots a game. He's more talented than that. So is James Neal. Something needs to be shaken up. I don't know what it is. You've heard me talk about Bakersfield, give me a tough, fast kid, blah, 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 blah. There's something. Eh. Nugent Hopkins is underperforming, but not due to lack of effort, just due to lack of chemistry with his line mates.
2: All right, All right, trivia time. Go ahead, trivia. All right, here we go.
5: Rob, are you ready, buddy? I am. 1987 Canada Cup. Mm-hmm. Widely considered the best hockey ever played on planet Earth. It was. The finals was Canada versus Russia.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: It was a best of three. Yep. All three games ended in the same score. We'll do. We'll tease with that.
3: 6-5, 6-5, 6-5.
5: You got it, brother. Mm-hmm. The last game was in Hamilton, Ontario. Canada won 6-5. to five. Who scored the game winner and who assisted
3: on it? Mary Lemieux from Wayne Gretzky.
5: All right. Okay, seriously, are you going to give not, me a hard that's, that's one? not hard. Oh, okay. Well, here's the bonus. Okay. Who was the third man high? Larry Murphy. The Larry Murphy. Oh, my
3: God. He wasn't going to pass it to right, Larry. i talk to you
5: guys Scott. in a
3: couple of weeks. All right. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, – Don't shut – No, you – sh- sh- That was really, really hard. I'm just oh, really, really well, smart. He hung up. <laughs>
2: like, if you're over – well, how long ago was 1987? Is that 32 years already? Don't even don't say even. Are say we it.
3: that old? Um, yeah. Is that? Is the first number of your age of five? It is. I turned 50 last year. I'm 51. Well, you don't look at, at day, you look over, day 60. over 60. <laughs> <laughs> and don't feel a day over 70, <laughs> that's so that's right. good.
6: That's right.
3: That was the best tournament ever. Oh, it, it was incredible. It, it was incredible hockey. In those three games, six-five, six-five, six-five. it was the best hockey that I had ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. And then, like that was literally best on best. And when you had a line of, with with Gretzky and Mario on the same line, oh, that was so much fun to watch. Yeah.
2: All right, that was Scott in Boston gracing us with his presence and hope you have all had a uh, wonderful evening. And I always assume people are, are up late. There could be some people uh, who are just getting off work, might be up for a little while, maybe going to work. Regardless, we appreciate you tuning in. Edmonton wins 5-2. The Oilers are 14-2. Dreisaitl has a 13-game point streak. The penalty kill has killed off 22 consecutive penalties. Their power play is first in the NHL. You can get more on 630chett.com, globalnews.ca. Our next Oilers game is Thursday night at Los Angeles. 7 o'clock face-off show, game at 8.30. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line courtesy Heartland 4. Oilers 5, Sharks 2, the final. Have a great night.